Welcome to the Josh Scanlon Podcast. This episode first appeared as a video on my YouTube channel at youtube.com backslash heritage wealth planning. I hope you find it informative. Thanks. This is you in retirement or thinking about retirement. You're doing it wrong. Making a million bucks and not have enough cash flow to fund a proper retirement. I have a... There's a guy named Michael Ramsden for you in the, uh, in the faith-based community. You might be familiar with Michael Ramsden. Uh, I think he's part of the Ravi Zacharias uh, International Ministries, RZIM. I'm not sure if Ramsden's a part of it or not, but Michael Ramsden is just a wonderful, what's called an apologist. And as for a Christian, and every group has an apologist, is someone who defends the faith. So you have Christian apologists, you have various... I don't know. I'm sure atheist apologist Richard Dawson would be uh, Richard Dawson Dawkins would be an atheist apologist, and so on, so on. Ramson has this thing called affluenza. He does a sermon called affluenza, and it's just awesome. And I'm going to share with you this uh, article that I came across say, via my LinkedIn feed, uh, which I think is uh, endemic of actually the United States as we sit here today, which is which is unfortunate because I. We have affluenza. There's no getting around it. And, uh, and, it's, and ironically enough, the more affluent we come, the less happier we are. Isn't that weird? So let's dive right into this. And, uh, you know, look, I don't care what you know, I do care what your faith is because I have faith. And, you know, when you're if you understand the Great Commission, uh, you're supposed to uh, preach your faith. And so but, you know, if you aren't a Christian, you don't have to follow Mike Ramsden. That's fine. If you are a Christian and you probably should um, follow at least some of the apologetics. Apologists out there who are who are spreading the word through defending of the faith with good common sense thinking. Michael Ramsden is one of those guys, and you should follow him. He's from he's a Brit, by the way, and he has a British sense of humor, which I just <laughs> cracks me up, especially when you take that accent. Um, but regardless of your faith, affluence is a problem. Uh, we're, we're just we just have an issue with America today that bothers me that we need to spend, 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 going after, going after, going after, leaning in, and and all that to attain the big bucks, and then. We get there is never enough. And uh, it's it just sad. It's just sad. So I want to read this to you. Why, when earning a million a year isn't enough to retire early. Uh, this guy, uh, Financial Samurai, don't know who he is. He's been blogging for a long time. He seems like a pretty righteous dude, I guess. This is the first time I've ever heard of him. Uh, but he's got 135 comments on here and just published his article a couple of weeks ago. So he's doing something right. All right, so we we know that three hundred thousand year household income is pretty middle class if you live in an expensive coastal city like San Francisco or Washington D.C. However, we can all agree that earning a million dollars a year makes you rich, especially since the top one percent level starts at roughly four hundred fifty thousand dollars. No household earning million bucks or more should ever struggle unless they are leveraged up and their investments imploded. If you make a million a year or more, you're free to celebrate. Just don't tell anyone unless you want an axe-wielding robber waiting for you in your living room after an evening of fine dining. In this post, I'd like to explore the lifestyle of a typical one million income earning household living in New York City. They've anonymously shared their expenses with me, and I've done my best to tell their story without sharing their exact details. The post will get you a taste of what it's like to live uh, in the top 0.1%. And, very, and you can validate for yourself it's worth the price. Very profitable to make a million a year now after tax cuts. And he just talked about taxes. I don't care. Uh, so if you've been uh, wanting to make over 500000 a year as an individual or six hundred a year as a married couple, now is the time to do it. Blah, blah, blah. All right. So here we go. Rachel Chen is one such person who doesn't know whether the million-dollar lifestyle is worth it. At 45, she is one of several portfolio managers at a small hedge fund with $1.5 in assets under management. 
She toiled as a research analyst on the sell side for six years before making the leap to buy side analyst at 28. <sighs> at 37, she was finally promoted to portfolio manager. Her husband, Colin, has been a stay-at-home dad uh, since their second son was born in 2011. He used to make about 350 as a strategy consultant, but got tired of all the travel and decided to give up the grind, especially after Rachel started making more. Colin's been working on a nonfiction book to keep uh, intellectually stimulated, but it's hard to stay focused with the kids and his wife's robust earnings. I don't get that. But anyway, and they give you an income statement. I'll post a link to this in the show notes and you can see all the income statement, gross salary, monthly salary, taxes, blah, blah, blah. Income and tax analysis. After maxing out her 401k and contributing 6,000 a year to an HSA, health savings account, Rachel has taxable income of $975,500. Her income is at 37%, marginal tax rate for the feds, and so her effective tax uh, rate is 31% because she had to pay $300,000 to the feds. Uh, given that they live in New York City, they pay a state tax rate of 6.85 and a city tax rate of 3.87. The effective city and state tax rate is around 10.71 or another $100,000. So between their feds and their state, they got to pay $406,000 of taxes. Of course, that's before you even take your uh, your Social Security taxes, which does have a max, a max of what, 128, I think, in 2008. But then you still got to pay into your Medicare tax as well. Uh, as a W-2 wage earner, there's no way around it. I, I get this all the time. What can I do to reduce taxes? If you're a W-2 worker, there's really nothing. I mean, the only way you can reduce taxes is to not make the money. There's no other way around that. You can give, absolutely. But again, if you give, you don't have the money. That's the only way to reduce taxes as a W-2 employee is not to make it, i.e. or give it away. One of those two things. Uh, let's see. Uh, so here's And so here's where the issue comes to be. So they're they're struggling. You're like, how could they possibly be struggling? Oh, come on, man. Um Private school expense overview, private school tuition. The couple forks out a hefty 100000 a year for the two sons to attend the Dalton school. I don't know what that is. Um, they probably would not let me within a block of it before they arrested me. Uh, they don't want uh, <laughs> they don't want our kind there, that's for sure. It's like Sidwell Friends in D.C., trust me. If you're not a hoity-toity politician or a big fancy corporate attorney, you're not even getting on the same level of playground Sidwell Friends. In Washington, D.C., it just kind of chuckled. Uh, so they pay uh, 50000 a year for the school and then another 1550 for fundraisers, blah, blah, blah. Uh, given mom and dad went to Yale, they'd like their children to also go to Yale. They know that Yale and other prestigious private schools have a legacy system, which gives affirmative uh, action for rich kids, whatever. Uh, although legacy children have roughly three times higher chance of getting admitted than non-legacy students, there is an understanding that alumni should provide regular donations to stay in good standing. I just, can you imagine living like that? I mean, Yale, I just, I look, whatever, I don't care. Can you imagine though? I want to stay in good standing with Yale. So I need to give at least $5,000 a year to give my kids the, the opportunity that they'll be in good standing and be looked at kindly in case they want to go there. I just, it's, ah, just, I mean, just who needs that? But I guess when you live like that, you do. Finally, the Chens also contribute a maximum gift limit of 60000 to their children's 529 plans. Uh, they are fortunate to have paid off their student loan years ago. And so you can see all their tuitions and whatnot. Food and entertainment, $5,000 a month. Uh, New York City is the best city in America for food and entertainment, although many in San Francisco might contest this claim. And the entertainment uh, is part of the second to none. All right. Uh, the classic button chop at Keene Steakhouse costs 60 bucks before tip and tax. Add on a glass of, uh, just anyway, you can see uh, something called a uh, Burn a den will easily cost 600 bucks for a couple with wine pairing. Uh, 
Okay, I don't even know what all that stuff means, but after nice meals, they like to hit a Broadway show. Tickets range from 660 to 1500 bucks on average for the latest hot show. But given they are multi-millions, uh, they often sell for $250 tickets at most. In other words, a date night out easily costs 1000 bucks. A good thing they only go to shows about once a quarter because they're often too busy or tired to do anything more than a meal at their favorite restaurant, a sushi restaurant for $150 total. When they're not eating out, they eat home delivery from Grubhub or having a simple home-cooked meal prepared by Colin. Living in the culinary capital of America is both a blessing and a curse. They're both constantly watching their diets and working out so they don't die prematurely. They own a five-bedroom, three-bed, 2,700-square-foot brownstone in Brooklyn. They bought uh, for around $2 million bucks in 2012. It was a fortunate time. Uh, let's see. It was a, da, da, da. It was a fort, fortuitous time as a brownstone was appreciated by roughly 40% six years later. When the first child was born in 2008, they owned a $1.3 million, two-bedroom, one-bath condo on the Lower East Side, bought in 2004. They realized very quickly they needed more space, blah, blah, blah. With a loan-to-value LTV of only 53%, so that's good. I mean, they're not leveraged out by any stretch in that regard. They feel comfortable paying down their $1.5 million mortgage on her $1 million income. Uh, they locked in a 30-year fixed rate of 4% in 2013 and can comfortably afford the $7,100 monthly mortgage payment, uh, $2,600, which goes to paying down, paying down principal. So they pay $7,100 a month and $2,600 is paid to the principal, and $4,500 goes to pay the interest. Jeez. Unfortunately, they also got to pay property taxes, $17,500, which seems incredibly low to me, actually. I, I wonder if that property tax. I lived in New Jersey, in South Jersey. We had a four hundred thousand uh, dollar Cape Cod, and our property tax is thirteen thousand right there. So if they got a whatever it is, two three million dollar home, and they only have a property tax of seventeen thousand in Brooklyn, that seems awful low to me. Uh, with a salt deduction capped at ten thousand dollars, they'll be losing out thousands of dollars of tax deduction. As a result, they've diversified in real estate crowdfunding to take advantage of. Okay, uh, I didn't like this whole article, this part right here, because he's trying to sell you on this real estate crowdfunding below, and I, I just thought that was somewhat disingenuous. Um, anyway, so I'm not going to go into that. Uh, vehicles of transportation, three thousand bucks a month. Uh, the Chen's drive their Vlar, so you got a Porsche and a dynamic. Range Rover Veeler or Veller. I'm not sure what it is. They got a Porsche 911S and a Range Rover Veller. Uh, the Porsche costs 1400 bucks a month and the Veller costs $850 a month. Colin drives his Porsche to the country club to play golf a couple times a week while the kids are in school. This is a way of staying in shape and socializing. All right. Vacation, 40000 a year. They take three vacations outside New York City. And given Rachel works 65 plus hours a week, vacations are extremely valuable. Their vac favorite vacation spots are Europe. And I don't know what these places are. Um, it's easy to fly to Europe for the East Coast, but every other year they'll take a trip back to see extended family in Taiwan. They also love visiting Japan, Thailand, Vietnam when they can. Each international trip for a family of four costs roughly $13,500. Uh, okay, so you can read all that. Um, clothes from four, 24000 a year. Rachel loves clothes and shoes and called his mind dressing up nicely to match his lovely wife. Although he prefers to wear athletic gear all day long, as a fund manager who expects to be taken seriously in a male-dominant industry, Rachel dresses for her position. With every power suit must come, you know, they talk about power suits and all this, the pumps, and I don't even know about that, but they spend a lot. And they give off 2500 bucks a year to charity, and that's, hey, nothing wrong with that. They're uh, extremely fortunate to be second generation Americans. Their parents came over here and were dirt poor and did well to put Rachel into uh, the American culture, which she is living in now. 
and uh, and somewhat doomed. Uh, now we're a summary. They got uh, after 15 years, uh, they should ha- have 277,000 in 401k plus 150,000 profit sharing, um, $816,000 in after tax cash and 500,000 principal pay down on their mortgage. That's what they should have. And it looks like uh, for base cash net worth of roughly uh, a, ba- a base case net worth of, of of roughly 1.6 million without any appreciation or investments in the house, assuming 106,000 in base case net worth growth over 15 years, no compensation increase, blah, blah, blah. Uh, she'll be 60. Okay. I did, I'm not following that. All right. Once their brownstone is paid off, they'll have an additional 86,000 a year in after tax cash flow. That's going to be paid off a long time from now. Um, therefore the Chen's going to maintain their lifestyles earning just 500,000. Okay. So he just gets into the details. On paper, everything looks great for Chen's, yet Rachel tells me she doesn't know if it's worth working 65 hours a week for the next 15 years, even the finest lobster at La Bernadine or most picturesque luxury villa off the Amalfi Coast gets old after a while. She sees a therapist. Colin also sees a therapist, and Rachel misses most of spending time with her boys. Uh, Rachel envies Colin's time at home. Most of her girlfriends are stay-at-home moms who take turn hosts and play dates, blah, blah, blah. They recognize they're extremely fortunate. And Okay, so you can read the rest. Um, so here's at the end of the day. Here's my concern. And, and frankly, I wonder if this is true because this reads, I don't know if you ever heard read of a guy named Thomas Wolfe. Thomas Wolfe did a man in full. He did the Right Stuff book. There's an old Thomas Wolfe from the old days back in like the early turn of the 20th century. But Thomas Wolfe is more of a uh, provocateur. I think he just died. Wonderful writer. He wrote this book called Bonfires of the Vanities. You got to read it. Th- this literally reads like it's written from, uh, read from the pages of Bonfires of the Vanities, which I read in 1985 or six or something like that. A wonderful book. It just is incredibly, it's, uh, it's, <laughs> it was, it was literally, this sounds almost like that. Let's just put it that way, except uh, the husband's working that point and the wife was staying at home. So it's just interesting, the same kind of uh, lifestyle they had to attain. It's not worth it. I, I, I don't care. And I don't care what Cheryl Sandberg says, the Facebook lady who leans into stuff. It's not worth it to make that kind of money. I'll make sure you got to check my clock there, okay, to make that kind of money if you can't enjoy it. And I, I guess they do enjoy it uh, by traveling all over the world and whatnot. But, I, I mean, are you really enjoying it? She said they're both seeing therapists. They're, I just, it's, it's just not worth it. Um, I, I know some people get a lot out of, you know, living large. I, look, I, I'll never be there. I'm a poor kid from Maine. I, we just, we were, you know, when we saw rich people, we always thought they, they stole the money, which is unfortunate. My parents... Uh, should never have encouraged me to think like that. But, you know, that's the days of the hippies, man. Rich people are evil. You know, every rich person was a Mr. Burns. You know what I'm saying? And uh, it's not like that. But this, I, I, obviously, it's not the lifestyle for them either, or else they would not be seeing the therapist. And I just sit there and I, I just, it saddens me deeply that America can even think this is okay. Now, I guarantee within their friend crew, they're acting all rich and everything. But when they go out on the regular street, they aren't acting all rich because they don't want to be perceived as the 1%, the evil 1% or anything like that. And, and I just, I don't understand. It's like, if you don't want to act rich in front of everybody else, but you do want to act rich in front of your friends, why not just, why, why be, you know, hide it? I, I don't get that. And you do whatever you want, but you don't need to be rich to be successful financially. That's the whole point about my YouTube channel, frankly, is that at the end of the day, if Rachel got laid off, she, they're cool. They're doomed. They're doomed. Yeah, they got 53% loan to value of their home. That's wonderful. But it's only wonderful they can sell that puppy. I mean, just because you have 53% on a number that's 
pulled out of an appraisal value in New York. If we went through 2008, these guys are done. And I just, I simply cannot believe that they didn't, she was in the business. I'm stunned that she did not realize you don't want to be leveraged to the hill. Now they're not leveraged to the hill. I get that because they still have 47% equity, but just think about it. They got laid off. Now who, because the market's declined or whatever happens, who's going to buy the house from them? They're not going to pay the house at, at you know, the, what their appraised value is. And again, I think their property taxes are way, way, way low for, for that area. I just, no way it's only 17,000 bucks. So who, what's going to happen? <sighs> And when you don't have that debt, the stress is off like you wouldn't believe. Even if you're not living in some brownstone in Brooklyn, if you just live in a you know a three bed, two and a half bath in freaking Eastern Tennessee on an acre and a half for two hundred fifty thousand bucks with property tax of two thousand dollars, who's better shape? And you own it outright versus living. I just anyway, that's just my thing today. I, you know, this is just this is somewhat of a personal opinion. I get that. And, I'm not trying to make fun of these people because, you know, teach his own. But when I see that they're both, you know, seeing therapists and they're uh, just trying to spend to enjoy it, life when life is right there for the taking. I just don't want that to be you. Don't leverage yourself to the hilt. And remember, if you have a seven figure home, if, if, if something goes wrong, you have to sell that. And the market for owning seven figure homes is limited. It is. I'm not saying don't do it. Look, trust me. I'm not saying don't buy yourself a mansion. I literally could care less. I am saying don't buy yourself a mansion if you got to take on a lot of debt to do it, though, for sure. I mean, having having that what $7,500 a month loan payment alone, how are you going to get the money if you get laid off? Uh, unemployment isn't going to give you that. I'll tell you that right now. So anyway, all right, I got to run and get one of my kids from school. So I hope this helps. Don't be like these people. Remember, affluenza is a disease and it affects Americans. And I love America. I'm 100% pro-American. I love the capitalism. I love being free trade, free markets, a free people. Absolutely. I do think we've got a little bit over the top when it comes to uh, affluenza. Anyway, hope this helps. We'll see you next time. Thanks, guys.